1: our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse.
2: How
0: Alright, let's go read the Bible.
1: Yeah, let's get to it. Husband Wife Do you know what we're doing today? I do. Oh, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> that all, okay. You're not gonna throw it back to me. No, to... I
0: didn't, yeah, no, I was trying to see what happened if I just like left it hanging there. See where it went. It's trash. It just died. It It just just, just went nowhere. Yeah. The day the music died. what are we doing today?
1: We're doing Sacrilegious Book Club.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, maybe a little bit more about uh, what we're covering today?
1: Yeah, we are still in Isaac Asimov's uh, Guide to the Bible. We're in the Old Testament. And we are on the book of Deuteronomy. And that will be pages 193 to 207 and we're doing that whole chapter
0: okay sounds good let's go ahead and get on into this
1: okie dokie
0: hey wife
1: yes husband
0: did you know that we are now on patreon
1: um yes because you told me but also no tell me more In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so we start Deuteronomy with Deuteronomy.
0: Um, Go figure.
1: On page 193. It's amazing. Okay, of this, Asimov says, This book does not advance Israelite history, but purports to be the record of a series of addresses given by Moses on the eve of his death and of the Israelite entry into Canaan.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's basically what it was.
1: Yep. I mean, that summed it up. Um, Deuteronomy comes from the Greek word for second law, and because of mistranslations... um, From where Moses instructed um, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 18, um, when the king sits upon the throne of his kingdom, he shall write him a copy of his law. Okay. Okay. And so a copy of his law was taken to mean a second law, and then that Greek word was Deuteronomy. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um about this Asimov says it seems quite likely that Deuteronomy is the one book in of the Hexateuch that existed in essentially its present fashion even before the exile. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Interesting, right? Yeah. Cool cool cool. That's cool. Right?
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting cuz we're now just past we're post-exile now. Mhm. So like that's that's neat.
1: Yeah. Deuteronomy is believed to be the document to which the high priest Hilkiah refers when he tells Josiah he found the book of the law in the house of the Lord in Second Kings.
0: And that's kind of what we had talked about because mm-hmm. it was Moses' book that we were talking about. The Yeah. So yeah. we assumed that that was what that was.
1: Yeah. So he's talking about Deuteronomy. Right. That's cool. Yeah. The priesthood as staunch Yahvists created this doctrine and placed it in Moses's name, hoping to impress the king. (laughs) So they found it where found is in quotes. Yeah. Um, Of this Asimov says until then, Yalvism had been a minority sect often persecuted, and sometimes in danger of being wiped out altogether. Now, for the first time, it assumed an ascendancy, and thanks to the enthusiastic cooperation of Josiah, who was a young, impressionable guy when this happened, right. it was made the official religion of the land.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, so thanks, guys. So it
0: wasn't before this was written. Mm-mm. That's interesting. Right? So this was just, like, basically them playing their cards, like, hey, let's get, let's, we need to get, get mm-hmm. this popularized here
1: yeah he said he goes on to say the yavistic priests during the exile as they edited the old traditions and codified the laws incorporated deuteronomy virtually intact into the hexateuch okay because it came later
0: right right (laughs) you know what i mean Yeah, yeah so
1: yeah they just stuck it in there word for word right yavism became judaism and its daughter religions christianity and islam
0: right which we know. Right.
1: And then um, he ends this little bit of the chapter by saying, and I just love this. It kind of sums it up. Because remember I told you that this um, whole book of Deuteronomy was the shortest bit yet. Right. Um, He says, if Deuteronomy is dealt with briefly in this book, because it is not primarily concerned with history, that does not mean it may not be the most important part of the Bible in some ways, or even the most important piece of writing in the world. Wow. Right?
0: That's a that's a big statement. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, it has a lot because of what Moses says and like what is...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, and obviously, this is what got it pushed to prominence also. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that makes it a very big book for the bible
1: exactly um the next bit is about lebanon and that is on page 196 okay and i should say lebanon god damn it lebanon i just can't with ohio (laughs) okay so moses recaps events including geographic directions to travel to canaan okay that's what this whole thing is about okay okay and while moses is going on and on about that Asimov goes on and on about Lebanon, the modern version of which lies directly north of modern Israel. And the two, um, Lebanon and Israel are the only non-muslim powers in a sea of arabic states at least as of sure. the time he wrote this right right lebanon was known for its forests of cedar of which solomon built much of the temple as well as his palace
0: yeah i remember that he hired those yep. cedar people that those were cedar really cedar people you know well they good were at from lebanon
1: stuff. yep they were from lebanon lebanon
0: right i which... always thought lebanon, lebanon was a, a was a uh, islamic state i didn't know that it was not and I, I, i'd be curious if it still is not an islamic state yeah
1: i would be curious too because those borders tend to move real fast right right so but as of the time that he wrote this um it was not a muslim state right Gotcha. which is interesting yeah so the next bit is called Kaftor, on page 198 okay and Moses lists off, quote, tribes that were evicted from their territory by the invading Edomites, Moabites and Ammonites. And, you know, they're referred to as the giants because of their great heritage stature or fighting abilities, whatever. Right. One tribe he names, though, is the Avim, who were displaced by a non-Hebrew people that came out of Kaftor. the Kaphtorum, a.k.a. the Philistines. So Asimov asks, "So where is Caphor? Right. What the fuck? Yeah. The Caphorum established themselves on the seacoast and were likely the early Greeks, aka the Minoans, ruled by the legendary King Minos
0: hmm.
1: okay. of Crete. Gotcha. Um, they were also referred to as the Mycenaeans, aka, um, I'm sorry, the Mycenaeans, aka the peoples of the sea."
0: got it and i really that's enjoyed- interesting because mm-hmm. you remember the whole there's that whole um i don't know fable or whatever of the people of the sea that mm-hmm. destroyed many things but they never knew who they were yeah and it's interesting that they were referred to that way because that's similar to what people that you know conquered a lot of things at some certain time back then was called too mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. it's probably a lot of these these people
0: right no that's that's interesting
1: um, I really enjoyed it writing the word Mycenaean because um, the last bit is with the A and the E that are squished together oh, yeah, to form yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it looks so cool. Right. And I was very excited to be able to find it on my keyboard. <laughs> when you hold down the letter A, it pops up all the different little options. Uh, and the A, E squished together is one of them. I gotcha. Yeah, that okay. was fun. So, Caftor is likely the island of Crete or else Cyprus, but who knows.
0: Right, one of those
1: somewhere it's around Nile Greece Island. it's somewhere over there yeah. around Greece I got you so that's it for that bit okay next comes Mount Herman. I mean okay he does a lot of geography in right. the book in general right and every once in a while he just goes too far well and it sounds
0: like he's more interested in the history of everything and not so much the religiosity of
1: it yeah oh yeah definitely so, I mean, that's definitely like- true but he gets lost in the geography right and I can't <laughs> Right. I cannot go with him. Sure. That's never been my strong point. It's just not my wheelhouse, and moreover, it it doesn't even match up from what he says to today. So right. You know. But
0: at least you get like if you are reading the book, I do. I do think he he's got pictures and stuff that are pretty he detailed does. and stuff. He does. And so I can give you some idea as to what was happening in those times. At the I very
1: know, least. but I have a hard time too, um, with. Figuring out where the map lines up. Got it. You know it. what I mean? Like, like I need a X marks the you are here kind of thing. <laughs> like, okay, I understand. I'm not in Europe, so or you right. know the Middle East or anywhere over there. Okay. Yeah. But I need a point of reference, uh, some kind of frame of reference, and I'm not familiar enough with geography of the area. To know what any of it means so it's just still even so a bunch of names right,
0: right and
1: that has always been my problem with learning geography i have to find some one thing that i'm like how i learned to drive is or to drive in a new area is to locate one thing that i'm familiar with and then from there everything is in reference to to that one thing, that one thing. right so like when i first moved to ohio everything was in reference to borders 'Cause borders was up the road, I knew how to get to borders from my house. Right. So, you know, I just I need I need some kind of frame of reference and and I don't have one.
0: Sure. Sure. So the
1: maps are pointless to me. Sorry I if I was repetitive. No, then no, no.
0: That's blah, fine. blah blah blah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so the next section is called Mount Hermon on page two oh two. Okay. And That was just a little brief thing. So when Moses reiterates the story of how the Israelites defeated Og of Bashan and conquered that district, he says they took the land unto Mount Hermon. Right. And so what that basically means is that they're now ruling all the way up to the northern limits of Canaan. Mm. Like, remember before when they were like, we searched here and there and there and here. And basically it was just saying, you know, all the way As far north and as far south as possible, like, we search hither and yon. Right, right. You know, this is just their way of saying, like, we own all the land way up to north up there. Right, right. So, that's all that was. Yep, okay. Okay. The next section is Rabbath, or Rabbath, I'm not sure, on page 202. Okay. When Moses mentions (sighs) victory over Og... He talks about Og's giant bed, which yeah. we remember. Mm-hmm. Which they was even a, gave
0: the dimensions. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, which was apparently located in the city of Ravath Amman. The town under the name of Amman, A-M-M-A-N, mm-hmm. survives today. I didn't double check this, but as of Asimov's writing. Yeah. Survives today as the capital of Jordan and has a population of some 250,000 people. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I meant to double check to see, does it still exist, like, today, today, not Asimov's today. I would
0: bet that it does.
1: Probably, probably. I didn't go down a rabbit hole, though, like I normally do. I was just trying to get the book read. Gotcha. So, sorry about that, guys. But if you are interested, again, that town is A-M-M-A-N, and it would be the capital of Jordan. Got it. So, if anybody wants to look that up. Okay, the next little section is Mount Gerizim or Gerizim, you know, Bless Mountain. Yeah. On page 203. So Moses goes over all the laws again and he's like, blah, 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 and quote, warns the Israelites that there is both a blessing and a curse involved. A blessing if they are obedient to the law and a curse if they are not. Right. Okay. He tells them that they have to go to bless and cursed mountains and make their vows to God at that exact GPS location.
0: Right. And I mean, he
1: spells it out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Next section, Belial. Which thank you very much. That is now the name of the villain in the book I'm writing. (laughs) Belial. That's a great name, right? Yeah. Okay. On page two hundred three. So, Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 13 says, children of Belial saying, let us go and serve other gods. Belial means not profitable. It's something that is Belial, according to Asimov, something that is Belial is worthless and empty. Okay. Children of Belial are people whose views and opinions are worthless and empty and therefore not to be listened to. Hmm. And I love this example. He goes, he goes, it is a short step from considering something worthless to considering it wicked. And the example that he gives is the word naughty. At one time, naughty meant worthless as well, like empty, containing not. Right. Or, um you know, just not worth much, but it came to mean wicked or at least troublesome. Right. And I mean, I use that word today too. Like when I'm babysitting, I'm like, don't be naughty. Right.
0: Right. So
1: I say it that way. Yeah. So I just found it very interesting. He's right. It, something that has zero worth all of a sudden over time becomes, um, something that is horrendous or wicked. Right. And I mean, uh, the same thing happened to the word Jezebel.
0: Right. You know, because,
1: All it, wa- all it was for her is that she was, um, uh, you know, somebody who consorted with um, false prophets. Right. But over time, it became to mean a fallen woman and a whore, a slattern, you know? Right, right. And so now when we call somebody a Jezebel, we mean that they're a slut and they sleep around as though yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Right. So, anyway, I, I just, I, I love the... History of words.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely a neat subject.
1: So here's something cool. When left untranslated and capitalized, it seems like the writers are referring to an evil spirit when they say children of Belial. Okay. Or even the devil. Hmm. In the New Testament times the Jews viewed the word as a synonym for, for Satan. Oh. But it wow. didn't start out that way. Okay. Like if you research the the Hebrew definition of the word, it was just worthless. Got it. But
0: okay. Yeah.
1: That that just like blew me away. Right, right. Okay, the next section is saints on page 204. Okay. Okay. In Deuteronomy, Chapter thirty three, verse two. Moses names the places at which God appears, and then says God came with ten thousands of saints.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. So we're like, why? What? Are, what does he mean by saints? What the fuck is that about? Right. Right. So the use of the word saints here refers not to holy people, but to a holy place. Like it used to mean both saints okay. were just holy institutions holy things right right but now the term holy eventually came to mean only holy people those who are godly and pious so that by the time the new testament is being compiled it no longer applied to places just people
0: gotcha okay okay
1: so i don't, he did a lot of like word history in this bit that just like really um fulfilled my my satisfaction i just mm, i love it yeah. mm, tastes good <laughs> Okay, the next one is the blessing of Moses, and that's the last one, and it's my favorite because, oh, just wait, just wait, on page 205. Okay, the blessing of Moses seems to be a collection of traditional sayings that were assigned in retrospect to an earlier version of the character. Hmm. Like, for example, Jacob's blessing doesn't mention that Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, are separate tribes, whereas Moses' blessing does. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So they knew about it when they when they wrote Moses, but they didn't know about it.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: The fact that Joseph and Levi received the longest and most glowing blessing would indicate that the sayings were collected and put into final form. By priestly hands in the northern kingdom of Israel, yeah. which was dominated by the Joseph tribes.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: And in particular, by the more populous Ephraim.
0: Right, right.
1: So basically, they were the ones writing it. Therefore, yeah. they were awesome. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so um, they wrote Moses saying all these fantastic things. Right. But only about no. the northern tribes. Yeah, right. yeah. Moses does not mention Judah's kingship. In his blessing. Right. The northern kingdom wouldn't recognize the validity of the Davidic kingship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Simon isn't mentioned at all as the tribe has been absorbed into Judah by that right. point. Okay. Okay. And then this is, oh my God, this is just the best bit. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 6 says, let Reuben live and not die. And let not his men be few. Remember, like, we were making fun of all of these things that he was saying, like, yeah, just don't die. Right. Like, that's what he literally said to Reuben, right? Yeah. Except, oh, guess what? No, it fucking wasn't. Okay. Okay, this is amazing. A word was added by the pious translator of the King James Version, (laughs) who would not let Moses say something that sounded like a curse. Huh. However, the word not is not present in the original Hebrew. So Catholic version versions translated as such. May Reuben live and not die out, but let his men be few. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not the same.
0: No, not at all. But that's a huge difference.
1: Uh-huh. But Reuben got absorbed by Moab and did, in fact, die out.
0: Huh. So interesting. And then
1: Moses dies the end. But can we just go back a minute? Holy shit. King James people just like were they like, They completely Math. rewrote it. Let's just decide what Moses said. He said right. something different.
0: Yeah. No, they they just decided. Yeah. That's, and this is, we're not even talking about like back in Bible writing time. That's like, why
1: I'm like blown away. I mean, like what? That, I
0: mean, that almost, that right there just like. A,
1: that's so sacrilegious.
0: Well, it's not. you
1: literally changed the the words from the what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, right? Right? How dare you're
0: how essentially dare? admitting that this is not God's word, that this is not a sacred text. You're just you just up and change the entire thing that Moses said. I don't and even you don't, give you a don't shit. Get to do that.
1: I don't even give a, a shit thousand, about Judah.
0: Fifteen hundred years after he's dead,
1: right? I don't care about Judah. I don't care what you say about right, him. Right, right. I don't or Reuben or what right, the fuck ever. Right. I don't even care about this guy. But how dare you change Moses's words?
0: And then still claim it as God's word. Right.
1: It's oh not, my God! I okay. just I lost my mind when I read that. Right. Because it's exactly the opposite meant message. No, and that, that than right there, the early almost writers basically
0: proves that it's a political construct instead of a yeah. religious construct. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I just, I lost my mind. And that is why I don't read the King James version.
0: Well, I mean, it uh, also. Among other reasons. Right, but it also translates down to other versions that are not the mm-hmm. King James. I mean, like, Right. people have taken this, like, I think that's the way we read it. That's in the, the NIV, way we read so, it. Yep. You know, it's yep.
1: just. Yeah, you would have to get a Catholic version. Right. In order to read it correctly. Yeah,
0: so it, it affects other, you know, yeah. it affects a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. Fucking
1: King James. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Okay, so that concludes the book of Deuteronomy from Asimov's perspective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the next book he will cover is the book of Joshua, which is eighteen pages. It goes from page two hundred eight to two twenty-five. I split that in half, though. So next week we are going to cover page two hundred eight to two seventeen. The topics will be Joshua, Jericho, Gilgal, the wall of Jericho right, not of course. the wall of that Trump was going to build. Right. IAI <laughs> Got it. Gibeon and Ajalon or Ayalon.
0: Okay. All right, well sounds good and uh, I don't know that I have a whole lot to add. <laughs> so
1: I'm just still gov Yeah, no, that, was, that was good
0: stuff right there at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. That was I, yeah. that, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll tune in next week for sacrilegious book club, and we'll see you uh, tonight with the weekly wrap up, and we will see you tomorrow, Monday, with First Chronicles chapter six.
0: That is correct. We'll see you guys. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end